Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Hello, welcome to Premier League Daily, your daily hit of all the Premier League football action, whether it be news, analysis and a bit of opinion as well. That's why we're here on Premier League Daily. It is the only daily Premier League podcast that you can find on Spotify, iTunes, Acast, wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure you hit subscribe. But it is still pre-season, so only a few training sessions a week, shall we say, until the season starts at the beginning of August. Then we will be bringing you a podcast every single day of the week. I'm Niall. Alongside me in the studio today, we've got Jim Salverson, who's a West West Ham United supporter. Hello. We've got Steve McNaughton, who supports Liverpool. Good evening. And we've got Marley Anderson, who's a Newcastle United fan. Hello. Very good uh, Unai Emery impression there, Steve. I enjoyed that. Marley, do you fancy doing a Steve Bruce impression? Can you top him? Go on. <laughs> Can I have two Donner kebabs, please? <laughs> Just two? Yeah. How dare you, sir? It's, yeah, it's, it's breakfast time, isn't it? <laughs> I wonder whether it's breakfast time over in the... Uh, in the United States because of course there's been a lot of pre-season action going on over there also in the Far East as well and everyone can get caught up in pre-season about oh, who's I playing no well and who's about pre-season everyone cares about pre-season do. do you? yeah because Newcastle beat West Ham on Saturday didn't we so it's a, lot, it's a lot of drama it's a lot of drama isn't it pre-season unnecessary drama I think you want just about the lads getting fit I think it's better for your team to have a bad pre-season. What, just less hope. expectations? Yeah, I, yeah. I hope yeah. so. <laughs> it, does, it does dampen things a bit, doesn't it? It's like kind of like, oh, we had a crap pre-season, then usually a good season follows, and sometimes when you've battered everyone in pre-season, you get off to a bit of a crap start. It's like, oh, my God. Do you remember a player that West Ham signed about 20 years ago, I think it must have been now, called Diamante? Yes. Do you remember Diamante? Yeah, left-footed Italian Yeah, fella, he had yeah. a brilliant pre-season the first season he signed. He scored three free kicks in one game, <laughs> and then he was dreadful. Yeah. So I think that's my perfect example of why a bad pre-season... He's a classic West Ham player, game. proper yeah. maverick. Yeah. It was 20 years ago, though. I reckon it was about 20 years. It wasn't 20 years. No, you have to Google that. It was about 10 years. 10 years ago. Yeah, 10 years. I remember he had a good game against us one time at your place. I think he might have actually scored two in that game. <laughs> it says uh, seven league goals in 28 league appearances here, so maybe That's you're doing him bad. a bit of a disservice there, Jim. Yeah. 
I think that wasn't what he was promising. I want, I want, I want a three, <laughs> three him. free kicks in every Jim's game. Jim's just got Wikipedia, don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he had the dodgy haircut as well. Anyway, let's talk about someone who does know how to find the back of the net, Harry Kane, because that's where we're going to start on today's Premier League Daily. He scored an outrageous goal in pre-season. I don't know if you've seen it. From the halfway line, the commentators were mid-flow. The game wasn't really doing anything. The ball fell loose around about the halfway line. And first time, Harry Kane has absolutely launched it maybe 50 yards at least over the goalkeeper's head and into the back of the net. The goalkeeper, of course, was Wojciech Chesney. It was against Juventus in a semi-final of this pre-season competition. Um, Chesney being an ex-Arsenal man, I think that would have uh, put smiles on a few Spurs fans' faces. Spurs fans are going to expect a lot of Harry Kane this season because he spent a, a reasonable amount of time injured last campaign. So what are your thoughts on, on, on maybe the expectations for Tottenham this year? What do you actually learn from a player scoring a goal like that? And we've seen players do it all the time, haven't we? Beckham did it. Rooney what happened did it to him? in the MLS. Rooney keeps <laughs> but then, doing it, yeah. But then, uh, was it Taylor used to score a load of them as well? Oh, Matt, Matty Taylor Matty used to, Taylor for used to Portsmouth. score a load yeah, from his then. halfway line. Uh, Everton and Sunderland, you don't really kind of, good ones. You don't get any information about how informed that player is because he's pumped one in from the halfway line because he's seen the keeper off his line. Yeah. So that was if Alonso. anything, it's, it's lazy, isn't it? He should have, he should have <laughs> skinned a couple of defenders, <laughs> yeah. sprinted through, dinked it around Chesney and that was it. Yeah, but, no one wants to see that type of goal. Yeah. <laughs> but he got the job done, didn't he? He, yeah. he, he found a winner. In, yeah. the, in the 90th minute of a game. I think it sorted him out with about 20,000 retweets. I was looking at it last night, so he got, got a few few followers off the back of it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make him a bit of extra cash. But Harry Kane, goal, yeah, it was a great goal. But I mean, Harry Kane, they've got to keep him fit this year, Spurs, haven't they? I mean, that's his biggest issue. I mean, we, we will talk about Gareth Bale in a minute and a potential return to the Premier League for him with this whole thing that's going on at Real Madrid. But Gareth Bale uh, is a player that seems to be injured a lot. Harry Kane seems to be... Uh, in a similar sort of vein I mean he's one of their best players you've, you've got to try and keep him fit I mean Absolutely. how do you do it you can't you can't sort of predict injuries can you when they're going to happen I think no, it's I think... just all about the management really of him isn't it yeah I think with like Bale it was always muscular injuries because he was he was relies on his pace and athleticism but with Harry Kane it was more his ankles and he's got his, on his ankles, joints yeah like, <laughs> he's had like three major surgeries on, on mm. both ankles hasn't he you yeah, know he's 25 years yeah. old that's a lot for someone mm. so young yeah, yeah I think yeah, I think he'd be all right though, as long as you manage it right. I think with Spurs' over reliance on him, they need him. So like when he was like even just coming back to fitness, they were like, "Shit, we got to play him because we need to win this game. We can't rely on Fernando Llorente because mm. he's not that good and he's mm. not even there anymore." No, sure. But there is an increasing um, argument as well, and I don't buy into this at all that Spurs are a better team without Harry Kane in it. And we that, saw no, it last he, season when yeah. Morris scored a hat trick in the Champions League semi final, and we saw Son does play better yeah, yeah. when Harry Kane isn't in that team. But you can't say that Spurs are a better team without one of the world's best strikers. Yeah, in it, surely, isn't it? It's a ridiculous no argument. No. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed with Deli Ali last season as well. I didn't think he really stepped up to the plate. But do you think Spurs now, with the signings they've made, I know they've not all been attacking players. I mean, you look at the likes of Ndombele coming in. Are they in a stronger position than they were last season? They reached a Champions League final last season. They've not lost really that many players. Ericsson's still knocking around. We thought he yeah. might be on his way out. He's still there. Are they a stronger team now than they were last season? I think so, yeah. I think Spurs are going to do all right this season. <clears throat> uh, I think they've managed to keep that core together in the main. Uh, obviously, Champions League final, uh, finishing uh, you know top four in the Premier League. I think it's new stadium. I think it's all there for them this season. And I think it's a watch the space with Tottenham. I, I don't think they're any better than they were last season. Uh, they signed in Dumbledore, which is like great. But they still had enough midfielders last season, and the one thing they needed this season was uh, a, another striker, mm. and they haven't addressed that yet. 
mm. and they've not they don't look like addressing it really. It's not till the eighth of August to do that, haven't yeah. they? And they're talking and about bringing they, back Lorente as well. Yeah, because they let him go at the end of the season out of contract, and now they're talking about bringing him back on. He was on like hundred grand or something ridiculous mm. last season. They're bringing yeah. him back on reduced terms, so mm. they're obviously concerned that they do need backup for. Yeah, yeah they've, Harry they've Kane. also they've sold Trippier. They're trying to it's sell Danny Rose. Loss to them that, though, I don't think. Yeah, but they still need to replace him. Like mm. they've still got like Serge Aurier. They don't really like him. Well, he's, he's available apparently. Yeah, exactly. So they've only got one right back. Walker Peters. Walker Peters, that's him, yeah. It's, and he's only like, what, 20, 21. Mm. So they're going to need another fullback. I mm. think as a team, they're more experienced though now. I think for the the, the, the adventure they had last season in, in various competitions, and I think they'll have learnt from all the Premier League defeats that they had last season. I think the Champions League will have put them in good stead. And I, I think they'll, they'll make an assault me on the top three. I think Spurs just do always do the same thing. We always write them off and say, like last season, didn't sign anyone. was like, oh, well, they're never going to achieve anything if you're not going to sign you need to strengthen the Premier League didn't make a single signing and they Got to the get to the Champions League, League final <laughs> yeah. finish third in the league was it fourth and third, third or fourth people debate about whether Pochettino is a great manager but he just seems to deliver whatever he is exactly yeah. Yeah. he seems to get the best out of his players he delivers and here he's working under the financial constraints or that Daniel Levy put on the club where mm. you have to sell a player when they sort of start to reach that point where you're not going to yeah. get a good transfer fee and we see Trippier going and we see Danny Rose potentially going. Older mm. World is apparently isn't happy with his contract I and could the, be on his way out. the date's passed, hasn't he, for that clause, though. There was a clause where he could get him for, what, 25, 30 million, million quid, something yeah. like that, and I think that's passed now. Right. Uh, I'm not sure. I'd have to count. But he's still got a year left on his contract. Yeah, I think, yeah. He's well, so either, when you enter the last 12 months, clubs, I think, from six months until the end of your contract can start negotiating with you. Foreign so, clubs can. Yeah, in, in January, yeah. there may be some interest there for, mm-hmm. for Alderweireld. But going back to the, the, the Tottenham argument, I, I don't like to use the word guaranteed because this is the Premier League and nothing's ever guaranteed. But they if they don't finish top four this season, Spurs, with Arsenal in the way that they're, they're in, Chelsea under a transfer ban, Manchester United in disarray. Mm. Um, I mean, Leicester, Wolves and Everton probably are, are also probably likely to want to challenge for that fourth, fourth spot seeing yeah. an opportunity yeah. there they have to finish top four Spurs don't they I mean, that has to be a, a prime priority for them next season yeah that, that's the minimum requirement I think for the club of that size stature and, and where they are now finishing top four has, has got to be a given for them what's the ambition for the club do you think because they've got this new stadium it is one of the best stadiums in the country if now the world they're building yeah. a team but realistically with the, the investment that they put into it and the lack of ambition in terms of hanging on to players like Christian Eriksen, I think will leave for the end of the transfer window, they're never going to compete with Liverpool. They're never going to compete with Man City. They're probably... Are they not? No, I don't think so. They've been close. Not, I think that's, that's not the next spending. target, though. Yeah, right? it's good. I don't I think, think anyone so. can without spending 300 million quid or whatever mm, it is. Yeah. And I don't think there's any ambition from the owners at Spurs to put that kind of investment in the So team. are they overachieving then, Jim? I think they're probably doing as expected, aren't they? Because they've got good players, they've got a manager, yeah. they've bought well, but they've never, they're have never they not spending ridiculous amounts of cash. I so you kind of they've achieved the what their last, their last target was to become like an established top four Champions League team. Because yeah. when they got in the Champions League in like 2010, 11, whatever it was, when Bill murdered Mike on at the <laughs> San Siro, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was like them, that was like a... A great season for them. The, the the season before, like they got into Champions League and they were like, "Oh shit, we're actually here. Yeah, this yeah. is us now. We need to be here properly." And now they're they're always. I think they've finished third and fourth yeah. the last couple of seasons. It was they've, they've got the Champions League final. They're now challenging for trophies. Now they've got to go on and be like, right, how far are we off a title challenge? Mm. Because they need to be looking at Liverpool. If Liverpool don't keep up that 
that same level of last season that they, they might not. It, Which I don't knows. think we will. Yeah, who knows? Um, probably but they six need to years be looking ago. at them and thinking, right, can we challenge City? And six years ago, they would be able to make that step up and make that challenge. But the landscape is so different now. I don't think you can make that challenge unless you want to spend hundreds of millions of pounds mm. and strengthen your team. And I don't yeah. think they want to do that. It wasn't that long ago that Tottenham finished above Arsenal for the first ever time in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't true. that long ago. And I think since then, Arsenal haven't finished above Spurs since, I don't think. No. So... And the issue that Tottenham have got London as well is that they can't do it in one foul swoop either because you know spending a level of cash required is going to take three, four, five windows to do it as yeah. well. Yeah, and they've got the stadium to, to, to deal the with The mortgage well. to pay back. Yeah, they've got the mortgage to pay. Do what West Ham do and get the, <laughs> get the taxpayers to pay it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll pay it for you. Everton are doing that. 100% apparently. they'll be top four though. 100% they, oh yeah, they'll be top four. It's all right, definitely. they've got beer that fills up from the bottom upwards. Exactly. So yeah. it doesn't what do you need? <laughs> Bloody well, witchcraft. Well, that. well, you say what do you need. Does Spurs need Gareth Bale? Because he's going to be leaving Real Madrid. I think there's no two ways about that. If he stays at Real Madrid, he's not going to play again next season. And I think that would be a fatal move for him at this stage of his career. The only realistic location in the Premier league for Gareth Bale if he was to return to England would would be Spurs absolutely not you don't think so no way an old player injury prone massive transfer fee massive wages that makes no sense for Spurs it does make sense to Spurs no it it makes sense I still think there's value there what's his wages at Real Madrid rumoured to be what about 400 but 400k a week week? yeah uh, you know, did Tottenham pay anyone two hundred k a week? No, I don't he, think no. they do. Did he? So I think I think he would take a hit on that, but not maybe not two hundred fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think financially, Tottenham probably aren't in a position to to do that deal. Yeah, and would be reticent to do it as well, given his injury history and his age. Like you've you've already. I think there's yeah, very mentioned. few teams in the world who. Gareth Bale would be suitable for, which is probably why these China rumours are yeah. bubbling up. Because apparently, one, one million a week, if the reports are to be believed, a million a week. It's a career-ending move that because it's just you're just you're going into obscurity if you he's, move to China. He's well, 30 years old. He's only 30. So, but what do you do if you're Gareth Bale? If you're in that situation, your top yeah. potential places are PSG, potentially, mm. and apparently PSG were suggesting that Neymar could go the other way to Real, yeah. and Real could have. Which kind of would make yeah, sense. Yeah, he yeah. wants Neymar to go back to Barcelona. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's so the that's... wrong Spanish club for him. Yeah. yeah. PSG, Manchester United potentially. Manchester United before. doing that deal. If, if, if I mean, it might be on loan or with think... an obligation to buy or what you know, like you know, Real Madrid part funding his wages or something like that. You know, for the remainder of his contract. But I think I could see Man United doing it. You can't see him going to Juventus, who are the other team no. that's playing money now. No. Ronaldo's there, so it's PSG, Manchester United. China. Although That's he was linked with Bayern loosely at the yes, weekend, wasn't he? He was, okay. yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Thiago Alcantara has said, like, oh, be welcoming our team. For sure. After they played each other in the International Champions Cup. So mm-hmm. Bayern Munich have money. Is that a transfer at 30 years of age that would appeal to them? I'm, I'm not 100%. Yeah, and you say about wages. Bayern I need think, wingers as well. Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. Real Madrid want rid of him so badly. I don't think he's going to cost 100 million, Gareth Bale. I think Real Madrid will happily settle on 70, 75, 80. I think they, I don't they, they need rid of him ASAP because they've spent so much bloody money this summer. They, yeah. need, and to, still got they need to settle things and they, yeah, they want more players as yeah. well. So, so if you you're know. looking at what potentially a £75 million transfer fee and say 300 grand a week. It's the wages, isn't it? That's the it's, issue. Yeah. You know, that, that is a big package to put together for someone 30 years of age the track record with injuries that he's had. There's no doubt in his ability and, and, and the, the impact he can have on the pitch when he gets on it. But I think you'd be looking at it and saying, financially, does this stack up? And I'm not sure it does. 
Yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that one, of course. If you're a Spurs fan, let us know on social media what your opinion is. It's at the Sports Social on Twitter. And also you can find us on Instagram and Facebook as well. Time for a short break now, but afterwards we'll be chatting about Sheffield United and their summer business. They've broken their transfer record for the third time already this summer. Are they going to stay up in the Premier League next season? And also we'll be talking about how Frank Lampard has got to get his head around how many young players there are at Chelsea, who gets into the first team and who goes out on loan. More after this. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Welcome back to Premier League Daily, your daily Premier League podcast. The only one of its kind, of course. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss a show. Pre-season at the moment, so we'll be bringing you one or two shows a week. And then when the season starts, every single day of the week, you'll be getting your Premier League fix from us here at the Sports Social. So let's start talking about the Premier League's newly promoted teams I want to focus on Sheffield United mainly for this podcast. I want to focus on their summer business because they've just signed Lise Mousset from Bournemouth, the player that probably not many Premier League fans, unless you are a Bournemouth supporter, know anything about. No one really knows anything about no. him, but they've broken their transfer record for the third time this summer. Million. They're desperate to stay up. Yeah. They're desperate. And who can blame them? I don't think he's the kind of player that's going to do that, is he? he joined, nah. This is what so, I yeah. know very little about this player. I think he came to Bournemouth two years ago, I'm going to guess. I, I think reckon it was a bit more than that. I think I he's been he's there a young, while, you know. He's French. I think I know that. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not even 100% convinced of that. And I think he scored about three goals for the club. Mm. Yeah. All of substitute appearances. If, you, if you're a club that's desperate to stay in the Premier League, that's not a... It's really strange. Signing. That, it might really work out, strange. but it's Especially not a guarantee. when they're like, Daniel Sturridge is available on a free... <laughs> when yeah. you're arguing for but, Daniel Sturridge that's the, no, but I'm just <laughs> the better saying, option you know, he, will, he would score goals for he's a like pr- proven Sheffield, Premier League striker, United. Yeah. so Moussa yeah. joined Bournemouth in 2016 he's 23 years old now as you say Steve 10 million if you look at Sheffield United's summer business they've brought in Phil Jagielka from Everton who's I don't know how old he is but he's probably nearly 40 doing him out of a couple of years but he, he's getting on let's say that yeah. but he is experienced Ravel Morrison, who has been AWOL for however long. We haven't seen him in the Premier League for a while. Attitude Mm -hmm. problems. We've spoken about it on the podcast before. Um, They've taken a risk on him, taken a punt on him. Uh, And now Mousse. So, I mean, you're just thinking, okay, they are desperate to stay up in the Premier League. They are making these signings, but they're all slightly risky, I think. They are risky. And I mean, obviously, they're hoping that De Gea signs a new contract at United because it means that Dean Henderson can probably go back there next yeah. season. And he's not a bad young kid, yeah, to he's be decent. fair. He is, he's yeah. going to be um, busy. But they are... Um, I mean, also what's quite interesting as well is that they've had a £15 million bid rejected for McBurney from, from Swansea, from their Swansea, striker yeah. as well. Uh, they are having a proper go at it. Um, they're not signing the right calibre of player for me and there's a reason why they're 4-6 on to go down. Exactly. I think they're almost yeah. certain to go down and yeah. they know I that. Think, so yeah. the players they're signing, they're not taking massive financial risks. No. 10 million quid's nothing for a player at no. the moment. Jagielka, who I think was a great signing for him, and I think will be brilliant going back to his first club. Yeah. And he's an experienced head, isn't he? I yeah. think he'll be really good. Yeah. Ravel Morrison, they've got him on a one year deal. They're just the latest in paying him seven quid line. a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The long line of clubs who have taken a punt on Ravel Morrison. And you boys have in the past as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Everyone has. Yeah, he's Everyone who's got that ridiculous goal against Spurs, didn't he? Yeah. When he just mugged off the entire team yeah. and yeah. jinked. And he's lived off that England, 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 England training goal, though, hasn't he? For the back heel, yeah. Yeah, the back heel volley. Oh, yeah. So I don't think they clearly do want to stay up, as any club that comes into the Premier League does, but. 
yeah. they have an eye on going back down as well. They're mm-hmm. not making signings that a club that firmly believes it will be in the Premier League next season would make, are they? Yeah, I mean, like they're so they've came up and they've signed Musa, and then they're looking at signing McBurney as well, and that is because the, their strike force that got them up is a 34, 35 year old Billy Sharp. <laughs> it's never and done it. In David McGoldrick. Yeah. Is it McGoldrick? Who's David McGoldrick, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, and he's, fella, he's yeah. like 31 as well. He's mm. He's been around a long time. He's a championship journeyman. And all of a sudden they're like, oh shit, we've got promoted. And these guys aren't that good. Why don't you tap him up, not... see if your boys can sign him? Huh? Why don't you tap him up, see if there's a bit of business with you? Hey, we've got, we've got <laughs> Muto. He's going to score 25 <laughs> goals, mate. <laughs> Little Japanese striker's going to fire us to... Safety, safety, yeah. Above Sheffield, as long as you finish above Sheffield United, you'll be all right. Um, But I think we'll finish above Sheffield United. They, they're. they're Are they going to get whipped like Huddersfield got whipped last season? I don't think they will. I think they'll surprise a couple of teams because they play a good system. They play a three at the back with the wing backs that push on. I think Chris Wilder is a a very good manager. He's been successful everywhere he goes. He's a Sheffield United fan. He loves Mm -hmm. that club. I think they'll surprise a few. I'm not saying they'll stay up by any means. I just think they'll, like every Premier League season, they'll turn up a few results. They surprised a few by getting into the Premier League in the first place. I don't think many people would have picked them out of the Championship to win promotion. Or Norwich for that matter, really. It reminds me of like, you know when when Burnley come up and they beat United at Turf Moor. I think you know that I can't remember the, the, the guy who scored the goal, but it was a great volley at the oh, right Robbie, hand side. Robbie Blake. Oh, Robbie, Blake. Robbie Blake, Blake. That was it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think they'll probably pick up the odd one like that. Yeah. Uh, but once the adrenaline uh, has gone, kind of like you know January February time, and it's like oh we're in the Premier League and we're desperate to survive. Uh, and we're probably not going to survive. I think that's a different kettle of fish for them. I think yeah. that's something that they're going to struggle to get their head round. And I, I'm with Jim on that. I don't think they're, they're gearing up to, to survive and become a Premier League fixture. It'll be very interesting to see what they do in January. Should they be facing the drop and looking like they're at the bottom of the table, whether they then double down and invest in that period to hmm. try and claw it back or whether Charlie they Adam. resign themselves and Peter Crouch <laughs> <laughs> well as as things stand with about three or so weeks to go until the transfer window closes who's in most danger of relegation right now I mean I think we'll put all of the newly promoted teams in that bracket I think Aston Villa though a lot of people saying Aston Villa uh, look like they might be alright I mean who, who's, okay. who's in yeah. real danger I mean I think Sheffield United and Norwich for me Sheffield Marley's United. got his hand out Newcastle uh, yeah, I think, fan I think, New, I think Newcastle are in as, as you know Newcastle are in real trouble next season shut up Steve uh, <laughs> I, yeah. but I genuinely th- I genuinely were, I've got good relations with the tune <laughs> yeah, as a scout you like next that, to yeah, a Geordie in the office that's uh, all yeah, but, no I've been to watch him as well like, but I th- I'm, I'm genuinely worried about Newcastle next season uh, not that that's not what you and Phil want to hear like and that, but uh, yeah, I well, think yeah. it's you know I, I just can't see how they can get out the rut they're in I can't see Especially, how they can attract the players that they, yeah. they're going to need um, but I think, I think there'll I be think three worst only, teams yeah I, Newcastle I only think, you've got who do. are the three Jim? I who think there's three? one Sheffield United that's going to go down. Yeah. I think Norwich City play good football, but I think they'll get come undone in the Premier League. I, do, I, well. think, yeah. I think they'll be okay next season. Ooh. I think it'll be the second season they'll get they'll well, go down. Brighton have made a couple of decent signings, so yeah. they've strengthened. Yeah. They've changed I, their manager. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, who who's who are the three worst teams there? I think Aston Villa will do all right next yeah, season. They, they've made okay. some random signings and bought in some players that not a lot of people have heard of, but they have spent money and they have strengthened. I think Southampton might but, get sucked in as well. Do you? Yeah. I, <laughs> music I think, to I think my there's only one spot to play for, Yeah. Uh, relegation-wise. I think Norwich will go down. I don't think Norwich have ever stayed up. No. After coming up, they go straight back down every right, year, so that'll right. happen again, I think. Sheffield United, I don't think are anywhere near good enough. Yeah, so there's two. So there's two. So there's one, essentially one spot to yeah. play for. I think Newcastle will struggle a bit. 
Yeah. I think we might be all right, but I'm a fair with the Newcastle fan. I keep looking on the bright side. I don't know why, because there yeah. isn't a bright side. Yeah. But. Well, I, the reason why I said Southampton is because, you know, when you, you find a team that have flirted with it for a couple of seasons and kind of got themselves out of the mire and stuff like that, I think you run out of luck, don't you? And I think no, I with think, the signings that they've made... with they've got made... a top manager, though. Yeah, he's a good manager. And when yeah. he's had a full... He's had, what, a few months last season. Yeah. They got better right at the end and did mm. enough. I think they'll be decent this season. Maybe, I think maybe. They'll, they'll I'm still be convinced. bottom half. They'll still be yeah, not I think they might get something. I think Bournemouth might have been in trouble had Callum Wilson left. But him signing a new contract, I think, is massive for him. Yeah. yeah. And they'll do all right. So, yeah, if they keep Fraser as well. Southampton, Southampton, Newcastle, Brighton, Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, they are okay. at risks. But watch this space because we're meant to be signing a striker today for a club record fee. Is that that's Joel Linton from Joel Linton. Time from what is the club record at Newcastle now? Is it still Alan Shearer? No, 25 <laughs> minutes. Almiron in January. We've <laughs> rocked it twice in six Consecutive months. Consecutive windows. Through, yeah. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. So um, we're going to sign him. have a good good reputation for bringing strikers But we got hot, uh, Roberto Firmino. I was going to say, the last Brazilian striker to come out of Hoffenheim was Firmino and if he's half as good as him, I'll, I'll take him. So. Yeah, happy days, yeah. Obviously, we'll have to wait and see who goes uh, who goes down from the Premier League this season. That's going to be a fascinating battle all the way through. What's also going to be fascinating, well, for me personally anyway, is how Frank Lampard mm. is going to decide which of his young players are worthy of a place in the Chelsea first team and which of them need to go out for another season on loan because there is absolutely loads of them of these players <laughs> yeah. there's millions yeah. of them how yeah. do you choose because pre-season such a short window I know, mm. it's, I know he's had a fair amount of time in the job pretty much he's, he's had the whole pre-season but let's be honest here when you've got so many young players I mean who, who, who do you choose to stay and who do you choose to go out on loan 45 first team players by the way, if you look at the current Chelsea squad list, <laughs> which is a lot. There has been a bit of movement the last few days, though, hasn't there? Right. I don't know whether, uh, you know, Amp- Ampadu's still on, on the list because he's gone to yeah, Leipzig on, going to, yeah. on, on loan. Ethan Ampadu, yeah, yeah. These, Ampadu, these German clubs say, yeah. just look at the English young lads and goes, well, he's not getting a chance there. And he, he's really good. Well, yeah. like the hot so they just bring him over. You know, like, yeah. If you look at, like, Bayern Munich, who are desperate to sign Hudson Adore. Hudson Adore, yeah. You know, they're spotting something in these young English lads who are pacey. They've got kind of good skill about them. They've got good yeah. awareness and tactical knowledge. Um, I, think, I, think it's, I think it's a good thing. It's the Jaden Sancho effect, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And Sancho he's, started. He's been yeah, meant at Dortmund. I think yeah. Leipzig had uh, Luckman, Adam Ola Luckman from yeah. Everton. And he looked good there. As who's, well? the Ars- yeah. who's the Arsenal lad who was out last season in Germany as well? Uh, Reese Nelson, Reece Nelson. Yeah. Um, and they had. Uh, who else was it? One at, there's one at Munchen Gladbach. A few well, years ago, it was Reese Oxford. He was like one of the big English centre backs. And he was the first one, I think, who went out there before Sancho. Yeah. And he came back and he's not really done much at West Ham. He keeps going back to Germany and he's it looks big, like he's going to be permanent. He's probably going to be sold, yeah. Yes. Mm, he's yeah. not really lived up to that. It was expectations yeah. that when he yeah. had that storming debut game against Arsenal yeah. and everyone was talking about him about being the future of England's defensive line. Emmanuel not really Frimpong had a good Arsenal debut, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. 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 But you're right, I mean, it's, I don't think it's just going to be about the youth players at Chelsea though. And I think Chelsea... Actually, I think the Lampard thing is going to work out really well for him. Mm. And I think having the transfer ban might work yeah. out well for him because mm. these young players will play. But people like Ross Barkley, who was in and out last season, sometimes he came on on the 64th minute. And he was in and out on the 64th minute, <laughs> yeah, depending on what's happening. Yeah. Jorginho, I think, will be really interesting next season. They've still got Danny yeah. Drinkwater. Jesus. Who's a decent player? He's probably, he's got, I, I, he's I, don't, I think his and days are numbered at Chelsea. Ungolo Kante, probably Angolo Kante not playing on the left wing is going to help him. Yeah, or wherever random yeah. places he was placed last yeah. season. So I think, yeah. from that I think forward, it could be a yeah. really interesting season at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've still got some experienced players there, like at the back, Athlete Equator, David Luiz. 
They've got some experience there at the Marcus back. Marcus Alonso Yeah, as well. Alonso to guide yeah, yeah. some of these younger players. But He's is awesome. Lampard going to have a shine in towards Mason Mount, Fikayo Tomori, these players that he had at Derby last season? You'd think naturally he would, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, think I think so. And how many can you get away with as well? In that core first team, how many of those young players can you put into one team two to mix three, with experience? Yeah, I, think I mean, Tammy Abraham's probably got something to offer because they yeah. haven't got many many strikers, so he's mm. worth giving a shot. But they've also got injuries as well, haven't they? Because Loftus-Cheek and Hudson-Odoi are currently injured, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Is that long-term? So, I think uh, Mount will get a chance. Mount will get a chance. Which is decent. Um, uh, Hudson-Odoi is a ruptured Achilles, but he's about four months into his yeah. rehab on it, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I think um, Ka- uh, Loftus-Cheek, I don't know what injury was that, was that his knee that he did? Yeah, he's, his knee, yeah. he's had some serious, you know, he was trying to do some leg weights and he could barely push a, a bag of sugar. Right, you know, yeah, it was that's that a weak, problem. So, you know. yeah. so I think they could probably, I mean, I don't know, I didn't catch what you said, Marley, but I think that they could probably start with a couple per match day. I think. Yeah, I think Hudson Odoi, once he gets fit, will be a fixture in the team. Yeah. That's it. He's in now. Yes. I think that's it. Mason then, Mount, Loftus Cheat, really. Yeah, I think Mount will come through. Mm. I think Tamori's, they've got too many centre backs. I think Tamori's better off going out alone. Still got again. Christensen at centre back as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, Christensen, Rodiger, David Luiz, Azpilicueta, um, they can all play centre Obviously, back. Kurt Zuma as well. Kurt yeah. Zuma coming who, back. Who, who, forget they, about him. Yeah. They want to keep next yeah, season. Frank Lampard has sure. said mm. that he doesn't want to sell him. And Kurt Zuma was great last season for Everton. Everton. Yeah, he was makes good perfect there, right? sense. Yeah. So I think, you know, I, yeah, I'm not that concerned, but I think they'll be top four. Yeah, mm. Bakayoko came back from AC Milan and he who, didn't have a great first season at Chelsea, but apparently he was excellent yeah. for AC Milan mm-hmm. last last season, according to the statistics. Yeah, and they've re- re- replaced, um, uh, easy for me to say, replaced Hazard with Pulisic as well. Pulisic. Uh, you know who's a bit of a baller so you know it's all there for Chelsea and I think uh, if he can kind of get his his ethos across and, and get them playing some good football I think they, they can finish top four I'll be honest I think Chelsea fans will enjoy it as well yeah because there's no pressure on they've always been this club that's criticised for yeah. wasting youth players mm-hmm. and actually seeing a bit of these young English players coming into the Premier League I mm. think there'll be a, f- a, a feeling yeah. around Chelsea next season mm-hmm. with Lampard there as well former returning hero I just think it feels like something's going to happen. Yeah, there. I agree, and there's no pressure on them either because the expectation isn't isn't there for next season either. Yeah. It's weird that though, like we say that we're sort of all in agreement that they'll get top four and they'll do quite well. They haven't won a game yet in pre-season. <laughs> I told you, bad they've pre-season. Lost, they've lost <laughs> bad pre-season. <laughs> That's right, we, yeah. we, we've lost two games in three days <laughs> in pre-season. We've lost to Bo- uh, to Borussia Dortmund and we got beat by Sevilla last night. Well, um, we got so, beat by Wolves, mate. So <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, three 0 down at half time. But yeah, I mean, yeah. the I only th- danger for Chelsea is they've got Ashley Cole in as a club ambassador now. No one wants Ashley Cole at your club, yeah, do you? Well, that's, that's half the youngsters. <laughs> All the youngsters will get taken care of with an air rifle, won't they, on the training ground? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chelsea at the weekend lost one 0 to Kawasaki Frontale. Mm-hmm. There you go uh, from Japan. Um, so Motorbike shop in it. Yeah, Kawasaki sell bikes, don't they? <laughs> yeah. That's where uh, Gareth Bale's going, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably somewhere. Yeah. But, you know, like we say, it just goes to show preseason mm. doesn't really mean everything. Just finally then, that fourth spot, that fourth top four spot, you say it might be Chelsea. I think that is so wide open. I think it's so wide open. I think any of five teams could get into that fourth spot. Honestly, because you look at the way Leicester has strengthened. Wolves are obviously going to be targeting this as mm-hmm. an opportunity. I think Manchester United, people are saying they finished sixth last season. I think there's a chance they could finish fourth yeah. with everything that's going on at all the other clubs around them. Yeah. Chelsea, Arsenal. I mean, there's there's five teams there straight away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that fourth spot is going well, to be a real tussle this year. I think ridiculous calls. You do? Leicester City and Wolves have not strengthened enough to get top four. You don't think they've signed to, to I think Leicester have, Sam I think. Perez? To get Wolves, top Wolves four. Haven't. Top four. Yeah. It's, it's a who, massive who, leap, top who, four. Who finished fourth last season was Spurs, right? But Chelsea, 
it's it's a transitional period. Yeah, well, sorry, Chelsea finished yeah. third and Spurs finished Spurs. fourth, and this is a transitional period for Chelsea, isn't it? And yeah. Arsenal are in chance for business has been shocking, as we've yeah, spoken Arsenal about on the Premier League podcast Celtic before. To sell Tierney for a bag of chips and a, yeah. and a Mars bar. <laughs> I mean, they're, yeah. structured, yeah. they're, they're trying to structure it where they're basically taking the piss out of Celtic, can't they? Yeah. You know, Celtic could have a Celtic none can't of it. mugs anymore. No. Like, they're not mm. going to. They don't need to sell roll over. No, I don't need to sell See, I, I don't think Leicester being in with a shout of the top, I don't think they're going to do it. But I think they're in with a shout at the top four. I think top six I, is achievable. But I think there's yeah, a massive I, I, difference between finishing six and five. So it's different. Who are you saying for top two? Liverpool and Manchester City, City in whatever order. Right, okay. Um and then I, I think Spurs definitely. Yeah. Third. Actually, I'm I I I mean controversial shout on the podcast there. I don't think we'll finish top two next season. Too much burnout from last year? I think for he's come out and said a few times that we're not going to have a, a big winder. Uh, we've signed Seth Vandenberg, that play we all know. Who? Uh, <laughs> Seth Vandenberg from uh, you know, Ging- Ginger, Ginger Van Dyke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we signed him because um, he's going to go with youth as replacements for players that uh, have left the club. He's going with Ryan Brewster, who's got bags of potential to replace Sturridge. He's got, got Harry with, Wilson back. He's got he Harry Wilson back. He's Ryan got. Ryan Kent, I think Ryan Kent will go out on on, on loan again somewhere, mm. and he's going to be utilising what I'm hearing uh, Curtis Jones at left back uh, as backup for, for for Andy Robertson. Really? Yeah. Christ. Now he's he's a midfielder, but he's also left sided. So he I think they're going like the next job. I'd want he like the yeah, next big yeah. Sort of hope. And I think um, with that Oxley Chamberlain coming back in, and um, he, that that's what he's put, he's he's putting his chips on really. Yeah. Uh, but also I think that you've got the lads had a really long season last last season with with the Champions League. Then you'd had the Nations League and mm. then you had kind of African Nations Cup and you'd had the Copa America as well. Mm. I mean, Alisson's not even back yet, mm. uh, you know, because he won the Copa America uh, with Brazil, what, 10 days ago, something like that. Is he still on the piss or something? Is he? Uh, yeah, probably still <laughs> on the piss and, and leather. Um, I was going to say something <laughs> else then, but um, yeah, and uh, I just don't think we've got a World Club Challenge in December as well in Qatar, I believe it is. Mm. And I just don't think we're going to have the squad to, yeah. to, to manage that workload. Um, Although I wouldn't take what Jurgen Klopp is saying. If he's saying there we're not gonna have a good season like that, that's just that's just well, he said, he's saying transfer window he's not gonna have a big one okay but even then i'm <laughs> yeah. not sure you necessarily take what yeah. Jurgen klopp says he's got to do <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't think we'll finish of... I th- I'm, I'm gonna make a prediction say we'll finish third next season jim doesn't trust Jurgen klopp because it took him ages to admit he had his teeth done yeah has he even fessed up about his hair yet i don't know there's pictures of him on the internet bald show me show me i've never seen him show me show you the young i will not have that <laughs> that is slanderous. <laughs> Steve wants some tips by the sound of it. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, I'm a kind of famous Razor brand over last night. You know? <laughs> Great stuff. Thanks for listening to Premier League Daily. Thanks to Jim Salverson. Thank you to Cheers, Steve McNaughton. And thank you to Marley Anderson. Don't forget you can subscribe to the podcast by hitting subscribe wherever you find your podcast, whether that be Spotify, iTunes, Acast. And we'll be with you every day of the Premier League season. A couple more podcasts, of course, to go before that first game of the season in the start of August. Don't forget to follow us on social media as well so we can keep you up to date. We've also got a fantasy football league going on, haven't we, Marley? We do. You can find the um, the code to join. on It's pinned to the top of the Twitter page, so join that. 100 quid for classic football shirts as well if you win, uh, which you won't because I win. I'll win. <laughs> um, You're not going to win that. I'll win because I'm Steve Bruce's mags and we win everything. <laughs> well, <it's> like, <laughs> well, if you join that league and you're listening in, as long as you finished above me, you've done uh, you've done a good job because I'm awful fantasy oh, I'm football. Shit at them. I'm absolutely <laughs> terrible. Anyway, thanks for listening to Premier League Daily. We'll speak to you next time. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode. Mm. 
Manchester Football Social is evolving. You'll still be able to get all the latest opinions and news on Manchester United and City. But now as part of a daily Premier League podcast. All the big stories, gossip, laughs and highlights from the biggest league in the world. Discussed by real, passionate football fans. And no footballing dinosaurs. You can join the evolution by searching Sports Social wherever you find your podcasts and hitting subscribe. And now find us on your Amazon smart speaker. Just say, Alexa, enable Sports Social for daily news updates on your team. Sports Social, a voice for fans. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.